1: I'm John Yuren, Head of Products and Strategy at the Sustainable Finance Group at Bank of Montreal. On today's Sustainability Leaders podcast, we're joined by Vittoria Viralli, Chief of Staff of Sobeys and its VP, Sustainability. Welcome, Vittoria. Nice to have you on the podcast.
2: Thanks, John. It's great to be here.
1: Now, COVID-19 has disrupted food security and supply chains around the world, and it's had a profound effect on a number of sectors and companies, including grocers, In a moment, we'll dive into Soviet's response to COVID-19, but first, some context. Border closures, trade disruptions, restrictions on foreign workers, they've all restricted people's access to sufficient nutritious sources of food, with the World Food Program identifying 49 countries as being at a high risk of experiencing food crises as a result of COVID-19. For the almost 307 million food insecure people living in these countries, disruptions to food supply could take these already strained food systems beyond their breaking point. Disrupted food supplies come at a time when we're seeing the heaviest demand for food and other durable goods resulting from COVID-19 as people find themselves spending a lot more time at home. This has put significant strain on grocers as they attempt to service this elevated demand all against the backdrop of heightened concerns around the health and safety of employees and customers. Enter Sobeys. Vittoria, I'm interested in in learning a little bit more about Sobeys' response to COVID-19 and especially across the environmental, social, and governance or ESG ESG spectrum. But first, how has Sobeys adjusted to being labeled an essential service and what are the major challenges created by this label?
2: Great question, John. I think collectively, there's really a heightened awareness of how essential the grocery industry is to Canadians as a result of this pandemic. It's really ignited an important conversation around who our essential workers are, the role they play in keeping things moving forward every single day, even during a crisis. And I think that's something we need to continue to explore in the post COVID world, but with a label like this obviously comes immense responsibility. A responsibility to our teammates and our customers across the country to ensure that our shelves are stocked and our stores are safe. So I think for us, this experience really clearly reinforced how important it is to have a strong culture, clear values, and passionate teammates to be able to navigate the challenges that this presents.
1: That's great, Victoria. And, and we're going to come back to that culture and the, the values points that you, that you just made. You know, as we look out across the ESG spectrum, you know, COVID-19 has really presented immense social or-esque risk in the ESG, and particularly as it relates to health and safety of employees or teammates in your case, as well as customers, sick leave policies, you know, supply chain and, and much more. But let's start with your teammates or your employees. What specific measures have you taken to protect the health and safety of both your employees, but also your customers?
2: From the beginning, this was a health crisis, and we never lost sight of that. For us, it was absolutely critical to ensure that our teammates and our customers understood that their safety was our number one priority, and that continues to be a priority for us. We won't let up. So it's really just a beginning. As, as more and more safety measures come out or are needed, we'll continue to implement. So- We're incredibly focused on that. Our teams actually internally met with grocers in Europe and Asia that were a few weeks ahead of us on the COVID-19 curve. And we gathered the latest best practices and quickly implemented them here at home to keep customers and employees safe. The list of measures that we implemented is really long, increased PPE, a senior shopping hour, increased cleaning in our stores, aisle markers to ensure physical distancing, temperature checks at our distribution centers, But perhaps I think the one that we're most proud of is the plexiglass in our stores, because we were one of the first grocers in North America to implement it.
1: Well, congratulations to you and the Sobeys team. I mean, prioritizing the well-being of your employees, your teammates, you know, at the outset and and really taking the time to see what worked and didn't work in Europe and in Asia. That's that's really forward thinking. So, again, just shows your commitment to the health and safety of your employees, which really, to me, represents a a very well-managed S or social risk from a health and safety perspective. Now, continuing on that theme, you know, supply chain disruptions, and I alluded to it a little bit at the beginning. You know they've, they've been very real and prominent we've seen them both locally here in canada but given the interconnectedness of supply chains around the world and how just very minor disruptions can cause significant interruptions to supply chains i'm curious to learn a little bit more of what you've done and what measures you've taken at sobeys to minimize those interruptions in your supply chain
2: i think that transforming a business to operate as an essential service virtually overnight has to be one of the biggest sort of interruptions that a company ever faces. And we had to embrace the interruption and really just remain laser focused on what we needed to do, which for us was keep our employees and our customers safe and healthy, keep our shelves stocked and continue to support our communities and our charitable partners. I think we learned quickly and successfully to adapt to doing business in a very different way, a new normal, if you will. Um, We really haven't faced a test like this before as a company, and we were able to change and innovate to meet everyone's evolving needs as this crisis went on. We got really creative and nimble when it came to solving challenges and found new ways to speed up our supply chain, taking goods to stores directly from suppliers and working with our great supplier partners to divert any unused food staples from any closed restaurants to our store shelves. We also overhired at store level and had our office teammates transition to working in our stores to ensure we always had people to operate the stores. Essentially, we did everything we had to do to be able to safely serve our customers.
1: Yeah, that's great. And, and, and perhaps even above and beyond the things you had to do to, to really be proactive and a leader in the space. You know, you talk about being nimble and being agile and really responding in real time to challenges that were developing and presenting themselves afresh. And, uh, you know, I think you did a really good job and your grocer has in, in being proactive and minimizing disruptions. I want to pivot a little bit now you talked about you know having a laser focus that was required for the overnight transformation to deal with some of these social risks that we've just identified and discussed Certain programs and certain initiatives, like your extensive PPE buying policy, um, the Hero Pay program. I'm not sure if if you've mentioned that specifically yet, but perhaps you want to elaborate. And you know, community action fund in terms of some of the resources and investments that you made into the community. These are all, you know, from my perspective, you know, government governance type decisions and implementations that require important decision-making within Sobeys. So these are big kind of, you know, real-time decisions that need to be made quickly because you're responding in real time to to what you're seeing. Tell me a little bit more about the governance or the G and ESG structure at Sobeys and how it allowed you to, to make the necessary decisions to effectively respond to the threat of COVID-19.
2: It's true. A company of our size typically is, I guess, not used to this type of rapid decision-making, but for us, it's Our internal purpose is that we're a family, supporting families across the country. And I really do think that our strong shared values enabled our teams to make decisions really quickly and to move fast. One of the first things we did was set really clear priorities for our crisis team that enabled them to stay focused and act quickly to solve the unprecedented challenges we were facing. And I mentioned these priorities earlier. They were really quite simple. It was about keeping our shelves stock keeping our teammates and our customers safe and healthy and supporting our communities and our charitable partners. Tactically what we did is our teams met in the morning by noon decisions they made reached the executive level for approval. And by the next day, the changes were rolling out nationally. So we were really truly able to move at unprecedented speed.
1: Wow. That's amazing. And I think, I think I was reading, Sophie says 123,000 employees globally. And You know, any decisions you're making and, you know, implementing within 24 hours basically have, you know, such a a wide range of of where they need to be implemented and and some jurisdictional differences, I'm sure, come into the picture as well. So you mentioned those sort of three themes that were really relevant to, to some of your decision making around, you know, keeping the shelves stocked protecting employees, and supporting communities. Were those priorities or values, were were those values of of Sylvie's pre-COVID as well? Or was that just something that in real time you adapted and became your three main priorities?
2: I think at our core, there really were our values. We've always been sort of about supporting each other and the communities that we serve. And I think what this crisis really did was help us to crystallize those values. Into into the three that I mentioned. So I think it's fundamentally, they were always things we were focused on, but it really just became crystallized through this experience that these were the three areas that were going to matter most to us as we navigated this pandemic.
1: Yeah, good point. And, you know, when, when you said families, supporting families was kind of the origins of Sobeys, but that has permeated your operations even today and probably all across your 123,000 teammates. I'm sure that, that those values are ingrained and, and make, you know, adapting to significant shocks and changes like COVID-19, it, it makes it all the more seamless. So, so that's great to hear from a governance perspective. Okay, crystal ball time. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on on sustainability and and ESG at Sobeys and the grocery industry more broadly. And and let me sort of start off on focusing on the environmental or or e-opportunities. So when I look at Sobeys, I know you've been a leader in environmental management. You were the first Canadian grocery store to to ban plastic bags. You have meaningful energy reduction targets and a lot of different policies around sustainability. Will companies like Sobeys and and do you think other grocers continue to prioritize environmental stewardship in a post-COVID-19 world?
2: I can speak for SoBe's, and I can say that environmental sustainability remains important to us um, and to our customers and will continue to be a priority. Admittedly, since the onset of the pandemic and the increased safety and hygiene concerns that have resulted, it's really caused a shift towards single-use plastics, Customers really perceive foods packaged with single-use plastics as safer and free from contamination, but I really believe this shift won't last forever. I think despite the short-term impact, there are other areas of the environmental agenda that we continue to be focused on, such as the reduction of food waste and energy and GHG emissions. It's my thinking that the relative importance of ESG topics is likely to continue to shift through the phases of the pandemic. But ESG will remain important to all of our stakeholders, to our customers, to our employees, to our investors. And I think these stakeholders will remember how a company acted through this time as it relates to ESG, making this a real opportunity to establish trust in a real differentiated position.
1: I totally agree with you. I think, you know, this is a moment in time, but everyone's watching right now from consumers to regulators to investors to all stakeholders and i think those companies that demonstrate that they're you know committed to dealing meaningfully with esg risks and yes there's a focus on social risks right now but you know what does a company do coming out of covid 19 from an environmental perspective and you know when i think of when i think of sobeys and some of the the policies and and um uh, some of the initiatives you already have in place i think there is a really good opportunity for you to continue to be a leader in the esg space and, and sort of pivot and transition more so even on environmental uh, sustainability. And so I'm really encouraged to hear that, you know, from a food waste perspective and energy and greenhouse gas emissions, you'll continue to keep those as priorities and, and focus on those going forward. And that's the type of leadership, you know, across all North American companies that we'll be looking for coming out of COVID-19. So that's great to hear. Mm-hmm. Okay, back to just food security for one minute. And again, crystal ball. You know, given the interconnectedness of the global supply chain, and you know the impact that disruptions can have on food security, do you see in the future a move to more local production and local consumption?
2: So tough to predict the future, but I was uh, looking at some data recently. And it did indicate that there are nearly half of Canadians that are at least saying they intend to buy more locally sourced items in the future. I think this is great for us because at Sobeys, we began as a local supplier in Atlantic Canada. So supporting local is truly in our DNA and we strongly support local producers, growers and suppliers across the country. So this is definitely something we'll continue to do.
1: Yeah, that's great I, you know i can i can imagine a world where there's sort of a proliferation of local virtual farmers markets or you know sustainably raised animal share apps or things like that so you know those already exist but i wonder if they'll become even more commonplace i, I guess we'll see and and you know certainly sobe just given your commitment to uh you know local production uh, i think you could be a leader in that space as well so that's exciting Well, thank you, Vittoria, for joining the Sustainability Leaders podcast today. I look forward to seeing continued leadership from Sylvie's as it relates to food security, both through these times and then, of course, in a post-COVID world. Thank you.
2: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to Sustainability Leaders. This podcast is presented by BMO Financial Group. To access all the resources we discussed in today's episode, and to see our other podcasts, visit us at bmo.com forward slash sustainability leaders. You can listen and subscribe free to our show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast provider, and we'll greatly appreciate a rating and review and any feedback that you might have. Our show and resources are produced with support from BMO's marketing team and Puddle Creative.